Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the CNY in the House podcast. Uh, this week, have a lot of bills to go over uh, that were voted on by two Central New York members of Congress, Claudia Tenney and Brandon Williams. So we'll get right into it, uh, and then I'll do some housekeeping items at the end, just about you know the podcast and provide an update on some things. So first, uh, you know, one thing I want to say right off the get-go here. Uh, is I'll be focusing on the final votes of bills. You know, there there typically are some procedural votes, and you know those can get a bit uh, confusing, and you know really in the end aren't necessary to telling the story of the bills passing and you know why people voted a you know certain way and how they voted. So I'm going to be focusing squarely on. Uh, the final passage of bills or resolutions. The only exception is, and, and I did this last week with, uh, sometimes there's amendments and those amendments can be significant. Uh, so I, I will mention those, but uh, we don't have any of those this week. So we'll focus just on the final passage of uh, some bills and uh, a resolution or two here. So the first bill that passed uh, was the Financial Exploitation Prevention Act. This, this is bill number H.R. 500. Uh, it passed with unanimous support among those who were present, four, 419 to 0. Uh, Congress members Tenney and Williams voted for this bill. Uh, and I'm going to read from the bill summary here because it, it, is, a bit, uh, uh, it is a bit wordy, but um, it helps uh, tell the story of this legislation. Uh, the summary reads, specifically, this, the bill allows for the delay of the redemption of a security issued by an open-end investment management company if the company reasonably believes the redemption involves the financial exploitation of an individual age 65 or older or an individual age 18 or older who is unable to protect his or own interests. The company may initially delay the redemption for up to 15 days, and upon making a determination of exploitation, may delay the redemption an additional 10 days. In the event of delay, the company must hold the amounts related to the redemption in a demand deposit account. Uh, so basically, this deals with trying to prevent uh, financial exploitation, especially of younger people, uh, uh, but also older Americans, uh, ages 65 or older. Uh, so this is... Uh, this is a bill geared toward that, and again, it passed uh, with bipartisan support. Uh, every member who was present, 419 of them, uh, voted for this, and again, that includes Tenney and Williams. Uh, now we get into, you know, that that was one of the, uh, <laughs> probably the only uh, not-so-controversial bill this week. There, there were others that, uh, you know, there were definitely uh, some splits among members, especially uh, along party lines. Uh, so we start with the Freedom for Healthcare Workers Act. This is bill number HR 497. It passed 227 to 203 with 220 Republicans and seven, seven Democrats voting for it and 203 Democrats voting against it. Uh, Tenney and Williams both voted for this bill. Uh, and what it does is it would prohibit healthcare providers who participate in the Medicare and Medicaid programs from requiring healthcare workers to get the COVID-19 vaccine. So this takes aim at this federal COVID vaccine mandate. Uh, it's unlikely to go anywhere. Uh, the Senate 
Uh, it's controlled by Democrats. Uh, Joe Biden, the president, is a Democrat. Uh, so this is unlikely to go anywhere. But uh, this is clearly the House Republicans making a statement about this bill, uh, with this bill, uh, that they oppose uh, such mandates. Uh, along this theme of COVID-19, uh, the House passed another bill titled The, P the Pandemic is Over Act, H.R. Uh, 382. It passed 220 to 210. Uh, 220 Republicans voted for it. 210 Democrats were against it. Uh, Tenney and Williams both voted for this bill. Uh, and it's a bill that ends the federal COVID-19 public health emergency that was declared in January 2020. Uh, this will be different than another bill that we'll talk about in a little bit that deals with a, a national emergency declaration. So this focuses on the public health emergency portion of the pandemic. Uh, one note about this that's important is that President Biden has already announced that the public health emergency will end in May. Uh, so uh, he opposes this bill, doesn't think it should be terminated right away, uh, but uh, did commit to ending it um, in a few months. Uh, again, another pandemic-related bill. Uh, this, is, this is titled the Show Up Act, H.R. Uh, 139. It passed 221 to 206. Uh, Tenney and Williams also voted for this bill. Uh, 218 Republicans and three Democrats voted for it, uh, with one Republican and 205 Democrats voting against it. Uh, what this bill does is it would require federal agencies to essentially revert back to the telework, uh, remote work, however you want to call it, uh, policies that were in place uh, at the end of 2019 before the COVID-19 pandemic began. Uh, and reading from the bill summary here, uh, agencies cannot adopt uh, expanded telework policies, uh, and I'm quoting, unless the Office of Personnel Management certifies that such policies will have a positive effect on the agency's mission uh, and operational costs. Uh, so this takes aim at some of the work from home policies uh, within the federal government uh, and uh, the belief that, um, you know, as the bill says, that uh, people should show up and agencies should show uh, why these telework policies are needed. Uh, now we move on to a few different resolutions here, uh, and one still on this topic of the COVID-19 pandemic. H.J. Uh, Res. 7 uh, is a resolution that passed 229 to 197, with 218 Republicans and 11 Democrats voting for it, 197 Democrats voted against it, Tenney and Williams both voting for this bill, uh, or this resolution, rather. Uh, and it's a resolution that ends the national emergency, that aforementioned national emergency I mentioned, uh, declared by the president, uh, then President Donald Trump, in March 2020. So this resolution, coupled with the bill earlier, would end the federal uh, emergencies related to COVID-19. Uh, again, uh, very much opposed by the Biden administration, but uh, with the Biden administration saying that uh, these emergencies, at least the one, the public health emergency, will be coming to an end uh, this spring. Uh, the next resolution, uh, HRES 76, passed uh, by a vote of 218 to 211, with one member voting present. Tenney and Williams voted for this bill. 
uh, or resolution, excuse me. Uh, 218 Republicans voted for it, 211 Democrats against it, uh, one Republican voted present. This resolution removes Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, a Minnesota Democrat, from the uh, House Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, this is widely viewed as a retaliatory uh, measure uh, after what happened when House Democrats were in the majority and they removed two Republicans, uh, Paul Gosar and Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, from their committees uh, after, uh, well, in, in uh, Gosar's case, it was, I think, posting a, a violent video that was targeted at certain Democrats, including uh, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, and in Taylor Greene's case, it was due to many comments and actions, uh, some predating her time in Congress, uh, but uh, there was a vote, and even some Republicans at that time, including former Congressman John Kako, uh, who represented Central New York, voted to remove her from uh, committee. So this is viewed as uh, some retaliation here. Uh, uh, there's already been some different actions taken by Speaker Kevin McCarthy against two Democrats who served on the Intelligence Committee. That's treated a little differently because uh, those are, it's a select committee. So uh, the way that that works is that, uh, you know, you're, you're appointed to it, but there's no uh, House vote or anything to remove you. Uh, the Speaker can just do it unilaterally. Uh, and so that's what happened in this case with uh, Adam Schiff uh, and um, Eric Swalwell, uh, who served on the Intelligence Committee and have now been removed uh, by McCarthy. So again, in, in the case of Congresswoman Omar, this had to be a vote uh, on the floor because this deals with a different committee, a, a standing committee. And so to remove a member, you need to vote on a resolution. This same thing happened with uh, Gosar and uh, Taylor Green, well, when House Democrats uh, had the majority. Uh, and finally, uh, there was a vote on a resolution, HCONRES, uh, which is shortened for Concurrent Resolution 9, denouncing the horrors of socialism. Uh, I won't read the, the entire uh, resolution, but Basically, it ends with this statement, which says that Congress denounces social, socialism in all its forms and opposes the implementation of socialist policies in the United States of America. Uh, this passed by a vote of 328 to 86, with 14 members voting present, 219 Republicans and 109 Democrats voted for it, 86 Democrats voted against it, and 14 uh, Democrats voted present. Uh, Tenney and Williams did vote for this resolution. Uh, they also voted for the last resolution, in case I did not mention that. They did vote to oust Congresswoman Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, but um, uh, they also voted for uh, this anti-socialism resolution uh, that was the last vote of the week. Uh, so we'll wrap it up there. Uh, the housekeeping items uh, that I wanted to discuss is uh, got a question about uh, music uh, this week. Uh, I will be adding music uh, to the podcast right now. I'm working with a bit of a bare bones uh, technology uh, in recording this and in editing it. So 
I'm hoping to get uh, some new software soon that allow me to, uh, you know, tinker a little bit more with, uh, you know, the editing process. So um, working on that, working on a logo, working on the availability of this podcast on different platforms. I am using the, uh, we had the pre-established I on New York podcast uh, everywhere. And so I'm just working to change that over to CNY in the house. Um uh, and then I did want to address, uh, there were some questions about, because uh, I, I did mention that I do hope uh, from time to time to have uh, Congresswoman Tenney and Congressman Williams on the podcast to discuss their votes. Uh, and, you know, it's not something that I want to do uh, every week. Uh, it's just something I want to do occasionally, you know, to really get their perspective on some of the key votes that, that, that have been taken. Uh, and I think right now, you know, we're in this early phase of the, um, uh, you know, we're in this early phase of the, the new session. And so, you know, the parties are kind of, you know, same thing in the Senate, you know, off to a bit of a slow start here. Uh, you know, no real major legislation uh, taken up yet. Uh, so, you know, once we really get into the thick of it, I think it will be important to get their perspective on, on these votes and, and why they voted the way they did. Uh, now, there there has been some commentary about, uh, well, you know, don't let them uh, spin it or whatever. And I get that. But, you know, that's why uh, <laughs> that's why they pay me the, the big bucks to uh, ask questions. And uh, I assure you, this won't be a, an open forum where, you know, they just get to say whatever they want unchallenged. You know, if there's something that's factually wrong or, you know, that there's more questions needed about a certain bill or whatever it might be. Uh, those questions will be asked. Uh, so uh, just wanted to touch on those items first. You know, we're, you know, getting this podcast off the ground. I, I think it's uh, received uh, some great interest so far, which is nice. Uh, you know, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we'll keep this going. Uh, you may notice uh, this week uh, added in the uh, bill or resolution numbers. So if you're interested and want to go look this up yourself, you have that information and also the roll call vote tallies. Uh, and, and how that all broke down, uh, because I, I think that is important. You know, one of the things in covering uh, Congress for uh, 13 years now, uh, you often hear uh, people say, oh, this this bill had bipartisan support. Uh, and, in, and in a few cases of these bills the past just this week, uh, that was said by the bill sponsors when, you know, really a small number of people from the opposite party uh, supported it. Uh, yes, you have exceptions to that. The uh, you know Financial Exploitation Prevention Act was one that passed with uh, unanimous support uh, among members. You know that's an example I think of a true, truly bipartisan bill. Um, you know some of these other bills where you know you, you have a, a small number of people from an opposite party supporting it. Is that truly bipartisan? Uh, I guess we can debate that. I'll leave that up to you. Um, but uh, I guess technically it is because someone, someone did vote, uh, you know, from the other party for that. But um, certainly not the level of support uh, that people would expect. I think when they when they hear those words being used. So uh, with that, I'll wrap it up for this episode of the CNY in the House podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>